Hey folks, welcome to the Our Chitty Opinion Podcast. I'm your usual host. Uh, don't forget, you can always text or leave a voicemail at 339-224-4341. Tell me you agree, disagree, you hate me, whatever. And uh, yeah, we'll get going there. Now, this is my second attempt at this um, podcast because uh, I'm having a hard time wording how to or figuring out how to talk about and say and put in order everything that all these rabbit holes I've fallen down researching for this podcast, this episode. And what this episode's about is what is actually, what what's the deal with this Ukraine-Russia thing? And when it occurred, when we had heard about it a few months ago, you know, it was... Russia's going to invade the Ukraine. I mean, this isn't anything new, I don't think. I don't think this is anything surprising to anybody. Uh, and I just, I just kind of just listen, sit back, and you listen. And it was more of like, is this going to start a world war more than anything? And it's been different generals and leaders saying yes and no, and it's going to, it's not going to, what's it going to affect, and yada, yada, yada. And more than anything, the past few months, it just the media has spent time shitting on Vladimir Putin and talking about how terrible of a human being he is and all this stuff. Which is, I mean, Russia's always been the pincushion of pain for media and movies and everything alike. So it's not a surprise. Um, I mean. You can basically say that about any communist leader and any authoritarian or tyrant, tyrant, tyranny out there. So it's like, I, I don't know what the big deal is. So the media has spent three months shitting on him, um, associating him and Trump, which is nothing new. And so when you do when, it, when you associate one with the other, you assume they're both the same, yada, yada, yada. Um, we, if you have half a brain, you already know, you should know better. Um, so then a couple of weeks ago, uh, or a week ago, excuse me, a few days ago, Russia finally invades the Ukraine. Uh, this isn't anything particularly surprising. I mean, even our half-asleep president and administration was saying this was going to happen. They just kept picking the wrong dates when it was going to happen. I don't know why they didn't make such a prediction, but they said it was going to happen, and it happened. You know, and... The question that us normal folks have is just like, why is it happening? And nobody's given any real answers. The only reason they're saying it's happening, or there's no definitive answer, giving any definitive answers, there is no definitive answer, to be honest with you. I don't think there is. There never is, especially when it comes to wars and politics. You know, it's always somehow has to do with money and power and all this and everything in between, per usual. I just spoke about it on my previous podcast a brief overview of why we, we should and shouldn't get involved and uh, my theories on uh, other things as well. And with this, if you read the media, I read, I try to read as much as I can. I don't care who who writes it: CNN, MSNBC, Fox, whoever. Um, and hear as much commentary as I can, and it all basically seems to come down to. Putin's a bully. He wants to take Ukraine back into Russia because Ukraine used to be part of Russia, and Ukraine is independent and it's so uh, democratic. And 
yada, 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 that the rest of the world should care about the Ukraine and hate Russia, and, and Putin and Russia are a bunch of terrible people. And, you know, you, in, in the, the midst of all this political back and forth and narrative, there's always citizens involved and citizens on both sides. Yes, nobody, no, I don't know many people who want to go to war. There is citizens in Ukraine. I have a friend, an old friend over there I mentioned in my previous podcast. And it's like you feel bad for these people. They don't want to be involved in any of that stuff. Most human beings don't want to be involved in politics in the first place. We want to have nothing to do with it. Most of us aren't interested in this stuff. But as we get older, I've mentioned this in, pre- in several podcasts, as we get older, we start realizing how it affects our lives. And we should kind of pay attention to be, you know, so it doesn't really just slap us in the back of the, the head when something does happen, like over here with the inflation and the gas prices and all these things. Um, you shouldn't be surprised if you were paying a little, even a little bit of attention. You don't have to be as crazy and neurotic about it as I can when I come to, when it comes to certain stories. But you should have a slight idea of what's going on, just so you're not, you know, nothing shocking. And, and if you have to, you know, be prepared, you can be prepared. Um, so there's the citizens in, in in Russia who are anti-war citizens. Not surprising. Some well known, some just normal citizens. Same thing in the Ukraine. Um, there are citizens who are getting bombarded and, and bombed, and it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And those are the people that we're being told we're supposed to feel bad for, and we should feel bad for anyway. We should always feel bad for the people in that situation who have nothing to do with any of this stuff and just want to live their lives. And But what they we seem to not realize and we seem to forget when we watch the news and we listen to the news is that we... Forget to look a little bit deeper into what they're telling us. We, we always take things at face value initially because we don't know what's going on. So we'll take whatever information they're telling us and we'll just like, okay, this is what's going on. And then throughout the days, things are kind of, kind of changing. That's why you got to kind of wait. Snap judgments are not easy. I mean, the biggest snap judgment we could have came out of this is like, should the United States get involved? Where I don't think we should get involved, but I also think we should get involved because I also feel it's partly our fault, if not all our fault. And I will um, extend on that throughout this podcast. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit all over the place with this podcast because it's kind of, like I said, it's confusing. It's a lot of rabbit holes involved in this and that. Um, so I went over it in my previous podcast why I think we shouldn't shouldn't get involved in some other theories and stuff uh, along those lines. But and as the days have gone on, more news has come out. And the one thing that kind of triggered me to want to do this is that a news story came out. I saw it on Yahoo. And it said, the U.S. intelligence got it all right. I'm like, okay. So now, it, it to me, it was a gaslighting headline because the U.S. intelligence get, has been getting shit on left and right as of late. And I think rightfully so. And it has for, it actually has been for quite a while. Um so I read the article, and it said, like, of the three things they were predicting, that, you know, they, that Putin was going to do this, and Putin was going to do that, and and it happened. Well, great. So in my mind, it was like, you have all this intelligence, but what did you do with it? Did you give it to the Ukraine? No, they partially gave it to the Ukraine, so they could kind of prepare themselves, but didn't give all of it to them. So what's the point of the intelligence? Yes, I understand we got to prepare ourselves over here for, you know, any intelligence that, that we have to, to, to prep ourselves up is good, but if we have... Sp- Sitting here pushing, we got to do this for Ukraine. We got to care for the Ukraine and the Ukraine people. And 
but we had and we had all this intelligence and we did nothing with it to help them to actually help them because we're not putting troops in there at least not that i know of i've heard that we were and we weren't and that we had and we hadn't um obviously if we do there's not there's not gonna be any reports of it because it's a backlash and that would be horrible i think especially with the state of the union coming up biden's gonna sit there and praise himself and how great he is as they shit on um, a former administration, which has nothing to do with anything. But here's the thing: if, you, if you, you, he's the United States in the the EU are are putting in all these financial sanctions against Russia after the fact. They put in like five sanctions before Russia was prepared for all those sanctions because this isn't a new thing to happen to Russia. It's not. So they were prepared, and they're still going to keep going. I mean, eventually you, get to, you will run out of money, but the they cut off their access to um, like the the big banks and all that type of bullshit. And then all of a sudden, the United States added to the list of um, sanctioning and stopping the Nord Stream two pipeline, which Biden had opened up to them to Russia to allow them to build after Trump had closed it and sanctioned them on that. So they would not allow them to build. You know, President Trump, the the so-called puppet of Putin, who didn't do shit while he was in office and magically decided to do all these things with the new administration, the, the new administration that gave him all the power and the money and the billions of dollars to do this pipeline. Um, but they put sanctions back on that. So, I mean, this is probably at least the second time that uh, the Biden administration has gone back to previous Trump policies that they had um, gotten rid of through executive order uh, the first two hours that Biden was in office. And it happened down on the, the stay in Mexico or go back to Mexico, whatever the hell that order was down at our border. Um, what we should look at when we're told in the media that's how great this administration is doing with this and all these sanctions and you know the intelligence was fantastic and you know we knew everything and yet he still did putin still did what he did now what does that tell you it tells you that these sanctions were pointless president biden came out the other day and said you know we didn't put these sanctions in place uh, to deter Putin. Okay, then what did you put him in place for? Because the day before that, our other fearless vice leader had said that's what the point of the sanctions were, was to deter Putin from making moves. Talking about administration that's all over the place and giving informa like misleading information to the people. We all just want to know what's going on. This isn't a, it shouldn't be a left-right thing because there's nothing to do with us. In fact, there's so many problems going on over here. It's amazing how many people are over uh, in this country are sitting there going, "Oh my God, we got to do this for them, and their borders being being this, and we got to help them, and you know how horrible for their government and their people, and blah 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 blah." When the same shit is going on over here, minus the missile attacks and the violence, we got to fight the tyranny and Putin and all this and that. There are multiple articles. Now, i got to move my microphone because I couldn't mirror. I've been searching so much on my computer. I couldn't get it on. I just couldn't, like, move it onto my um, my iPad. There was just way too many articles that I was referencing. And I started getting really confused. But the, so if I sound different, you hear noises because I'm moving over. 
to another my desk. Um, so overall, a lot of the story is uh, Putin bad, Russia bad. They want the Ukraine and speak to be part of Russia, and Ukraine wants to be independent. All while at the same time, they want to do all this. They want all this protection, all this um, money from the EU and the United States. That's how I view it. And we're, and we're supposed to be supporting the. Hold on, I got to turn my microphone. Down. We're supposed to be supporting. Can I? Can is that making any noise? How come it sounds different all of a sudden? All right, we'll try this. We're supposed to be. Um, you know, doing everything we can for the democracy of of uh, of the Ukraine and how in westernizing them and all this. Again, this goes back to other things about how you know the United States wants to westernize everything, even though not everybody wants to be westernized. Okay, um, so I'm going to go over some, a few articles that I've come across, and we're just going to read them real quick because um, there's there's a second narrative going on here it has to do with Trump Republicans and like Tucker Carlson. Okay, and I find it interesting because, again, it's all a deflection, and we'll get into deflections and my theories on all that stuff as well. Um, so, Yahoo Insider, Trump was impeached for withholding nearly $400 million in military aid from Ukraine, said this deadly Ukraine situation would never have happened if he were in office. And you know what? He's right. That's just, this headline is not wrong. All right, he was impeached for withholding nearly $400 million in military aid from the Ukraine um, because he was asking the Ukraine, the new Ukraine president, to investigate Joe Biden and his shady dealings with the Ukraine uh, five years pri uh, prior. And of course, Democrats didn't like that because Trump said, I'm going to withhold the aid unless you do this. Now, Biden had done the exact same thing, admitted to it, and no one seems to have a problem with it. He said he was going to withhold $100 million or whatever it was from um, the Ukraine if the if the president of the Ukraine did not fire the prosecutor investigating the Biden family for their dealings with um, the Burisma Energy Company. So we'll get back to that. I'll get back to that later. Um, so he did some bullet points here. Donald Trump said Russia's invasion of Ukraine wouldn't have happened if he was still a president, and it probably would not have happened. Trump, because it, it, it didn't happen in four years. It could happen any time. They could have, when they went after, um, they went into Crimea and took back Crimea, they could have gone and done it then, just the same. But they, um, you know, after they got that and got their, their um, Navy set up, they could have done it, you know, when Trump was in office a couple years later. They never did it. Um, Trump, Trump was impeached in 2019 for freezing of no, nearly $400 million in military aid to the Ukraine. We'll get back to that again. He previously said Crimea was part of Russia and praised Vladimir Putin's actions as a genius. Um, this, this thing with people getting upset where they say parts of countries are parts of other countries and getting bent out of shape about things. If people in Crimea are mostly Russian because it's right on the Russian border, then and they want to be part of Russia, why, why is that a problem? I don't see why that's a big fucking deal with these border borderlines. But when, when they mention this stuff, but they, there's details that they're leaving out that I'll eventually get to. On the former president, um, Donald Trump, who was impeached for blah, 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 blah um, would never have happened. Okay, we were, why does it keep repeating that? Um, Russian President Vladimir Putin launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine early Thursday with Russian troops swarming into the 
country from its northern, eastern, and southern borders. Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky said in Thursday evening address that 137 Ukrainians had died and 306 had been wounded as a result of the invasion. Trump released a statement Thursday saying, if I were in office, deadliest. again, this is the fourth time they already said this in this article. would never have happened, and it wouldn't have. Trump earlier this week said, praise Putin's justification for invading Ukraine as genius and savvy. Um, this is a quote from the interview that everybody keeps quote that they quote this one section of the interview now i listened to the interview and i mentioned it in my previous podcast now if you're stupid enough to believe uh the transcript on this and not actually listen to a per usual listening to the way that like what he had actually said in a couple words they had left out then you're an idiot so you're you're free to believe this that this is exactly what he meant as, as the way this is typed and quote, I was I went in yesterday and there was a television screen. And I said, "This is genius." Putin declares a big portion of Ukraine, of Ukraine. Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful, Trump said when asked about the news. I said, "How smart is that?" It's going to go in and and be a peacekeeper. Now that's the only part of the quote they took. They didn't take the rest of it. I'm not gonna. I was I, I debated whether I was gonna play it for you, but I'd rather you go to the um the Clay and Travis um website or podcast and actually listen to it for yourself. It, I, I don't want to take away. I listen to them a lot, and I think you should do it too if you want to actually hear what he said and what he was referencing, and he actually said it was a bad thing what Putin was doing, and whatever. You're, you're, you're an idiot and whatever else, and, and the media loves doing this stuff. So remember, this is what the media is telling us. This is what especially leftist media is telling us. His comments stood in contrast to those of U.S. officials who warned that Putin's recognition of two Kremlin-backed separatist regions in Ukraine were part of an effort to create false pretexts and invade the country. Um, Trump was impeached 2018, again, on charges of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. The articles of impeachment were related in part to Trump's effort to storm strong arm Zelensky into launching politically motivated investigations into the Bidens ahead of the 2020 election and withholding and vital military aid while doing so. Now, I'm going to get into a quote after this from Malcolm Nance. Um, this is going to lead you to believe that the Ukraine had nothing to defend themselves with and they needed this $400 million to protect themselves from Russia. And the launching of politically motivated investigation against the Bidens ahead of the 2020 election, um, the videos and the proof had already come out about the Bidens doing this. The media actually suppressed the whole thing when it came out. So if you want to talk about the... Um, collusion and the interference into elections. Look at the media itself for not actually going through and following through with a story that was blatantly obvious and is still easily found out here, the evidence that's there, and to even to just launch an investigation, let alone um, uh, get any actual um, criminal um, filings against the Bidens. Uh, anyway, so... It goes through this whole thing, and it's just a big Trump-bashing article, and that's what you keep getting. Trump is, isn't in office. I want to remind everybody that Trump's a commentator now. You know, he's a former president, and he's a commentator. And this is all as Trump said this, Trump said that, and Trump keeps praising this. You'll see the same thing that's going on to keep talking about how Tucker Carlson has praised this, and the GOP and Republicans have praised that. They're not praising anything. They're giving credit where credit is due, okay? the and For four years... Putin did nothing, and he supposedly had Trump in his back pocket, okay? And then all of a sudden, he sits there, and he, he starts saying all this stuff that's considered lies and false narratives, and that he's going to protect his border, and he's going to do that, and yada, yada, yada. And he does it 
and he succeeds at it. Despite all the supposed intel that we had, he does what the intel said he was going to do and the people said he was going to do, and the whole world was warned that he was going to do. He still does it. And you know what happens as a result? Absolutely nothing because he knew nothing was going to happen. So whatever game he was playing, whatever wordplay he was putting out there, it worked. And if you have the ability as a leader and as a country to just go into another country and invade it with zero opposite opposition from the rest of the world and just from a weaker country is the only opposition you have, then yeah, I'm sorry that you, you did something right. You did. It's like a corporate takeover. You know, if Nike was to go, uh, go and try to infiltrate and take over Under Armour, and no, and Adidas and Puma weren't going to go there and defend, and Reebok weren't going to go there and defend Under Armour after they said that, you know, we're going to work together against Nike on technology and great footwear and all this stuff. And uh, Nike goes after Under Armour, and those other shoe companies didn't do shit to protect them, then yeah, good for you. You know, despite everybody knowing that you were going to go do that, nobody did anything about it. They put on these sanctions that you were already prepared for a year, a year in advance of happening. And then they're going to go sit there and they're going to reinstate sanctions that they pulled before because they were trying to be buddy-buddy with you. Because you're the puppet to them, to, to, to Russia. All right, this is just basically a waiting game is what it essentially has become financially. So Putin has to go in there and do the best he can to get, you know, um, to take down the Ukraine. And Ukraine's doing a hell of a job of fighting back. Give credit where credit is due. This president's standing up, putting guns in hands. Could have escaped, and he didn't, you know. And, and you know, and, and God bless him for not. And so was in, um, you know, a, a lot of the, the, the normal citizens are doing the same. This is why the Second Amendment is so necessary in this country to avoid things like this. And you got a lot of Second Amendment, uh, pro-Second Amendment people getting blasted by um, the anti-Second uh, Amendment people. The Second Amendment people said, you don't need guns to protect yourself. Well, here, this is why we need it. Well, you can't fight missiles. You also said we don't need missiles. Now, this is why we need missiles and other things, not saying that we do. But so the, the, it's just the argument on that stupid. But that you'll see a little bit of that on online. Um, so <clears throat> Malcolm Nance went on MSNBC, another one of our favorites. Now, this is another quote from him um, and what he had said on the show. And we're talking again about Trump on calling Putin savvy, and it was a savvy move, a move sorry, um, on the Clay and Buck show. He, and Nance said, dictators are going to talk like dictators, right? Nance said, game knows game. And Donald Trump, in particular, in this particular circumstance, look, He's an autocrat. I said that when he became president, Putin's strategy is to create an, an axis of autocrats, and Trump was the American wing. Nance further accused Trump of being anti-democratic before predicting a potentially bloody conflict, which he said the former president will own. Look, this is going to get bloody. Donald Trump is going to be responsible for a lot of it. I mean, he extorted this country with the anti-tank missiles they need now to defend themselves. All I know is we haven't given Ukraine enough missiles here to really stop what's coming. But if we do, well, maybe this whole thing can be reserved a bit. Now, the problem with this is that that's a complete lie. And that $400 million had nothing to do with um, these anti-tank missiles that, because uh, Ukraine over the previous three years had actually already bought 
a bunch of anti-tank missiles from the United States, and they are using those Trump-sold or given anti-tank missiles as we speak. So that is a course, per usual, another lie from the media to go so they can blame other uh, and take all the other anti-Trumpers can sit there and blame and take the pressure off of Biden. Now, the Biden administration had also sold a bunch of anti-tank missiles to the Ukraine as well to protect themselves from Russia. The $400 million had nothing to do with that, and they ended up getting it anyway, so I don't know what the fuck this guy is talking about. So again, that's part of the narrative that's going on. Now, if we sit there and we can look further and past the, man, the, the narrative that they are telling us, there's a lot to unravel, and it can keep going and going and going, and I have unfortunately fallen down that rabbit hole for hours on end this past um, weekend i don't want to sit there and dwell on this whole thing um but what i had eventually because i wanted to find out what this really was about i want to know obviously it's a it's a land grab it's a power grab this isn't anything new this is a russia ukraine thing this is a historically known thing common thing and regular thing that i think everybody in the world would expect and i'm sure every ukrainian eventually expected too because a big part of um after the cold war and uh the ukraine giving up their nukes a big part of it was how do you uh for uh, for the democracy and westernizing of their country a big part of their selling point politically was always um how are we going to protect ourselves from russia um give me a moment it's it's been like that through the past two presidencies since 2014 in the the revolution that occurred in the um the ukraine now i'm gonna that's why i'm gonna discuss now now i'm gonna give you a brief overall history of why the united states is involved in all this and why i think they need to stick their noses further into this because they made a promise and i am a person who personally and unfortunately at times make believe in keeping your promises regardless of the situation now the eu and the united states has constantly given um, millions and at this point billions of dollars of aid as we're trying to get six more billion dollars of aid to the ukraine over the years and for what in return that's what you always got to ask yourself for what in return oh because and if you look it up and you read they'll sit there and they'll tell you um actually i'll get a quote from the washington post um that's not it maybe it's not the washington post it was CNN? No, it wasn't CNN. Um, no, that's not it. No, I, I, I took the article down. Basically, because it's so stupid, it's it's like basically a one-sentence thing. The United States helps, and the EU helps um, these other countries so they can westernize them and make them um, more democratic. And that's it. Like, that's it. They, they don't get anything else out of it, supposedly. They're just going to lead you to believe that we're going to sit there and we're going to band-aid the world. Like, it was like people help. It's like the people who help the homeless but record it so they can get affirmation from the rest of the world rather than just help the fucking homeless and go home. You know? Solve the problem and go home. I mean, you want to be praised for it. And the United States and the rest of the world, um, the big um, uh, countries do that as well. Um, just You want to help? Just help. And but they don't. There's, there's, when it comes to politics and government, there's always something they got to be getting from it. Now the Ukraine, um, back in the early '90s in 1994, they had given up their nuclear weapons in return for uh, protection from from any potential. They they signed this thing called the Budapest, the Budapest Memorandum, I believe it was called, and 
it was basically six quick articles of how uh, Russia, the I don't know, the Russian Federation, uh, the UK, and whomever in the United States and whoever else were going to protect the the Ukraine from any attacks on their borders because they have now they don't have anything to defend themselves now as we all know nukes is always a good deterrent for um defending countries and since they turned over their nukes they had no solid way to defend themselves essentially how it was now when they say they turn over their nukes this is where it kind of gets a little bit like eh, a wordplay thing now, what you might not know is that the Ukraine held uh, the Russia has like the third most nukes in the world, and the Ukraine and Crimea held a third of Russia's nukes. And what happened was when they turned over these nukes, it's not like they said they put them on a truck and they handed them over to the United States and the EU and said, "Here you go." Now they're yours. No. What ended up happening was they basically took those nukes that were already there, turned them around, and faced them toward Russia. Now, could you imagine if you lived in a country, we'll say, I don't know, the United States, and we um, had done that with Canada, and Canada decided to succeed from the United States, and, and part of it was, we'll say, um, was we'll say Michigan, since Michigan is a, a peninsula, and they took Michigan, and that's where we held our nuclear uh, weaponry because it was it's in the middle of the country, and you can, and you can get equal distance, say east and west, to uh, Russia and Europe to protect us and south as far as range. And they decided to take Michigan with them and take those nuclear weapons and actually point them in the direction of the United States. How would you feel as the United States if that had happened? Probably the same way Russia feels. And they'd want to get that piece back. So fast forward to 2013, 2014. There was a revolution in the Ukraine to overthrow the president of the Ukraine because he would not sign a trade agreement with the EU. Now, signing this trade agreement with the EU would basically succeed them um, financially from Russia, and they could it would benefit the Ukraine greatly. And the, the supposed gain from this from the EU was grains and natural gas, which is obviously natural gas is a big thing for the Western part of Europe. And they need that. And this is the same thing what's going on with Russia. And it's nothing slowed down Russia from making money with the oil and the natural gas because they need it right now. And I've, I, I touched on that in the previous Ukraine podcast. The, so the, they, they, there was a revolution because the people wanted them to sign with the EU so they could do that. Um, now, Crimea is still part of Ukraine at this point. Um, so I, I kind of jumped ahead previously to that. But... Um, so the, you still get nukes pointed at Russia. Everybody's still kind of scared of Russia and what Putin's going to do since he, in 2012, when he got back into power, or got into power. The old people overthrow the president, and the president flees to Russia because he didn't know whether he wanted to sign with Russia or sign with the EU. And he was, since he was a Russian um, born national, or 
he was, everybody assumed he was probably most likely pro-Russia since he didn't sign that deal with the EU. So a revolution occurred, and they overthrew him, and they put in, or they elected a president who eventually was anti-Russian, um, Russian influence, and, you know, signed the deal, and the rest of it would be history until the rest of the story comes out. And this is where I think, why I think personally that the United States started this. Um, so if you go back to that 2014 where the EU was trying to you know, pressure the Ukraine president to sign this uh, trade agreement, the United States kind of elbowed their way in. Um, Senator McCain had elbowed his way in in 2013 and some other senator, I think McCarthy, um, elbowed their way in to try to convince the people this is what you want. You want democracy. Again, they want the Western world. They want the most important thing in the world to be stuff. All right? And all this all this, and that. So they did that. It still didn't seem to work. So there is, there was a phone call eventually re- released after the, quote, now I'm going to say, quote, revolution between... Um, Obama's, I don't know what, what she was, Secretary of, of something, of Foreign Affairs. And she was speaking with the uh, ambassador to the U- United States ambassador to the Ukraine, basically saying, you, you used to be able to find it online, the phone conversation. I didn't really search for it. I just looked at some of the quotes and um, make sure that they aligned up on multiple sites. It was easier just to read articles. And... They, they all aligned. She basically had said that the person who was in there now is good at uh, you know world affairs and economic affairs, but they needed somebody else in there, essentially. So they said, she had said that we basically wanted somebody in there that would listen. And it's, she said, screw the EU. She didn't use those words, but she said, screw the EU. This is what we need. And magically, the revolution happened, and they ousted the sitting president. There had been documentaries and reports and articles and books written about that revolution. In per, very similar to anything else, and it's happened here and wherever else, you can call them conspiracies, but when there's evidence, it's stuff that's got to be noticed. There's been evidence and stories and proof of there being snipers in this revolution who had started the, helped start the revolution. There were supposedly police shooting like citizens or military shooting prisons or government officials shooting citizens and all the stuff and there was supposedly the president at the time had said had signed this thing that, that said you know you can shoot the citizens and then it was said that they didn't in order to find out there was two specific assassins that were supposedly or allegedly uh hired by the united states to go in and start this because when you a lot of people who were interviewed on the ground who were either shot or been shot at had said a lot of the bullets in the shooting were coming from buildings and there was they had named two specific um assassins who were paid not a lot of money at all um by and who were trained in poland by u.s government officials just months in advance on what to do and there's evidence of this that had come out 
Um, obviously, it's not a big enough story here. And in uh, a lot of these stories were suppressed. Duh. Shocker. Um, so, uh, magically, as well, one of the, uh, another thing had occurred um, in 2014 after this uh supposed revolution that sounds more like a coup d'etat when government officials had come in and actually forced the situation and forced out of a sitting president and to start a new government. And that's essentially what I think happened and I believe happened because there's no other reason for the United States to be involved and have any other interest in uh, the Ukraine on if we are on the outside looking in. But magically... Two months after, a few months in May of 2014, the a unqualified Hunter Biden had magically become a head chair in uh, the Burisma Energy Company, making $83,000 a month or a million, just under a million dollars a year. And there has been uh, evidence of corruption and collusion involved in the Biden family and the Obama administration in that whole situation in what interest would we magically have? Now, Nancy Pelosi has been linked to this. Chuck Schumer has been linked to this. Um, George Soros has been linked to this. And these are all part of the stories that were suppressed prior to the 2020 election when all this evidence had come out by the and presented by the New York Post. I, it actually admitted um, in that video of on stage of Biden admitting that he had strong-armed the Ukraine president into firing the prosecutor who was investigating his illegal dealings with uh, Burisma and the, uh, the energy companies over in the Ukraine. It's it's amazing, these little things. And you start piecing together. So now you're starting to see where the United States probably did have some sort of interest, a money-making interest at least, into what was going on in the, um, U the Ukraine. And then magically, it all had ended when Biden was not vice president anymore and Hunter Biden's money had magically dissipated and, ha and cut, was cut in half on that committee. And it was a, you can kind of follow that story the more you want. There is evidence and emails of evidence of all that. Um, but that's nothing to do with nothing as far as this podcast is concerned. So, you know, if one president can get impeached for a phone call asking for an, investig uh, an investigation that has actual proof, then I think that sitting, the, the current sitting president should also be involved in such a thing um, as well, just, just saying. The, despite the fact that, uh, I mean, I think Trump was stupid for doing that, but if that's the stuff you got to do to get things done, the stuff you got to do because everybody, the whole world is essentially against you based off of zero evidence. But it was probably a stupid move on Trump's behalf, to be honest with you, especially with a new president. Now, this new president that's in there, um, Zelensky, Zelensky is that his name? Who's in there is uh, was elected in 2019 by a landslide over the previous um, pre president because it seems like the other president didn't get anything in, anything right. And he also cut off um, the Biden uh, money line. So magically, the Biden money line disappears, and he's ousted from, uh, essentially outvoted in office by a guy who wasn't even a politician. And he wasn't even a businessman. There's one thing to be not, uh, not be a politician, 
I mean, to not be, yeah, and just be an entertainment person. And it's another thing to have no idea how to handle business or, or politics. But he seems to be what people wanted. But anyway, somebody else was eventually elected. So just a coincidence, probably not. The idea that the United States had made a promise to defend the Ukraine, give them all this money and help defend them in this, in this situation isn't new. And that's why I think the United States has started this. They had somehow started this because it was always a us against, oh, and then I'm sorry, I, forgot, I left out the Crimea thing. So in 2014, that's when Putin had gone into Crimea to take Crimea back so they can have their nukes back. And whether you agree with it or disagree with it, I couldn't care less either way. Um, but if you agree or disagree with it, I mean, that, that, that's up to you. So eventually they got that part back. And, and allegedly the, um, the people of Crimea, which are mostly Russian, it's only majority Russian part of the Ukraine, uh, wanted to be part of Russia anyway. It's 60% Russian. Now, there was an, a supposedly uh, an election that said they had voted to have um, to succeed from the Ukraine and be part of Russia. And obviously the UN and everybody else that hates Russia didn't recognize it. You know, they recognize a weird election in the Ukraine, but wouldn't recognize this. And I wouldn't be surprised if in both of them are hinky at best. Um, but either way. So that's how the, um, why Russia went back and got Crimea. Do I blame them? They feel like their weapons were being, uh, were used, being used against them. And, it's we're always led to believe, but you know he went after another weak administration because he was able to do it, and he succeeded. He went after land and took it. Again, once he got settled there and got the military settled there and the navy settled there and the nukes and everything else, he could have as well planned a couple years later to go after the rest of the Ukraine because I mean. He did have Trump in his back pocket, and he was his puppet. So if he was his puppet, he should have had no problem going to Ukraine, but he didn't. He did nothing because Trump was hard on him. He, Trump was unpredictable. Trump was very well, more forceful with him than, um, than I think Putin was uh, expecting. So I think more or less Trump surprised Putin. And Trump had built a good, repu uh, good uh, relationship with him. Now, in business, you build relationships with everybody that you hate to make business deals. That's just how a big business works. And he did it with North Korea. They didn't do shit for four years. He did it with uh, Russia. They didn't do shit for four years. He shut up China. They didn't do shit for four years. And now, all of a sudden... A weak administration comes in and Putin makes his move. Now, do you, like I, I, I babbled about earlier, the United States knew that Putin was going to do this. And they had all this intelligence. They didn't give it to the Ukraine. What had come out yesterday, we had found out that they gave all this intelligence to China. And they gave it to China because they were asking for China to help to communicate with um, Putin and tell him to stand down. Now, how fucking stupid is that? You think you... Now, there is the ego in the problem, in the weakness of the United States administration right now in the government. If you haven't been paying attention, the U.S. government is... Talk about, I want to be talking about being in puppets and in the back pocket. Corporate Democrats, which is a majority of big biz, billion corporations, are Democrats. And... That the Democrat administration are so engulfed in the business dealings. Now, th there's been further business dealings between the Biden administration and China that we all know about as well, but no one wants to investigate that either. And they give breaks to 
um, to China. If you watch the news and you see other things, you always say that Putin is horrible for, to citizens. He's horrible to other races. He's horrible to this. Everything that China does, they say that Putin does. And again, we're going into the whole deflection. Now I'm going to start rolling into the deflection thing. So they gave all this intelligence to China and they wanted the China to go tell, you know, help, uh, tell Putin to basically calm down. That didn't work. He basically, they gave all the information to Putin and Putin knew what to do. It backfired with all this intelligence stuff and all this gaslighting that they're going to say how great the United States intelligence was and how right it was. They took that intelligence and they gave it to China. And China's doing everything they can to get um, to stay on Russia's good side because they want to team up with Russia. There's plenty of evidence of that where the media had come out in, in China and said that we they, they told the rest of the media that they cannot say anything bad about Russia because they want to stay on their good side because China's eventually going to go after, um, aggressively go after Taiwan because they claim Taiwan is part of China and they are not because Taiwan is Taiwan and they're going to go after Taiwan and they're going to want Russia's support for that. And in turn, the, um, the United States looks like a fool. The United States isn't doing anything. The United States has basically fucked themselves because as of this morning, Putin had released a statement saying he's going to go after Finland and Sweden as well because Finland magically wanted to become part of NATO all of a sudden. Now, Sweden and Finland are not military powers. They don't have, I don't even believe they have militaries much of their own to defend themselves, but he's going to go after them. Now, do you blame Putin for doing that? I think it's a horrible thing. I really do. But do you blame him for doing this? Because that, there's a weakened administration in between here and the EU, and they're not doing anything to stop him physically. They're doing nothing. Nothing. When you give a guy who has nothing to lose all the uh, power to do whatever he wants physically, he's going to step on you. Okay? If you put a, ma a boy's... Um, uh, an NFL football team against the lingerie f um, football league, and they're gonna and you keep lining up team after team after team to go against the NFL team, and you keep losing, and no one's gonna step in. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna keep fucking playing these lingerie football teams until they get the championship. Sorry. So again, another strategic move by Putin. When he's sitting there going, fuck, I'm doing all this? And nobody's doing anything? Oh, yeah, we're going to beat some, you know, a little bit of opposition and, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, fire a fight with um, the Ukraine. But we can outnumber them. We have more power than them, and they do. So they do. And he's like, fuck it. Let's go for more. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to keep going for more. You know, will this be a positive or a negative thing for in, in, in for Russia in the Russian sense? I have no idea. What's a great way to start a world war? But if if, if countries are going to keep standing down, they're going to keep standing down. In 2016, Obama said that Russia and Ukraine are just going to go after each other, and that's just the way it is. And Russia is always going to go after Ukraine, and we shouldn't do anything. You know what? And I agree with him. You shouldn't do anything. But we had stuck our nose into this and made it our business by getting involved in trying to westernize every fucking country for our own benefits. The selfishness of the Biden, of the Bidens, the Pelosi's and the Schumer's have made this happen. It made it happen. They kept poking a bear that, 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 that didn't belong into the, in their forest. They're idiots. So yes, 
we had centered ourselves into this and got ourselves involved and now want to sit back and relax. This is why Ukraine's angry. They keep asking for help and nobody's doing anything because they know there's more that's going on. We always sit here and to, uh, uh, told to believe that the Ukraine is supposed to be, we're supposed to feel bad for all these, you know, the Ukraine as a country and the government. And I only feel bad for the people. But the people, the country is split. I don't know if it's 50, 50, 60, 40, whatever it is, between people who are pro-Russian and anti-Russian. That sounds like a Ukraine issue, not a, our issue. Okay, so we this assumption and this ego that the media keeps telling us that we got to sit there and feel bad for these people because they don't live like us is bullshit because not everybody wants to live like us. I've mentioned this before. Not everybody wants to live like us. Not everybody wants to be weak-minded and concerned with, you know, what our pronouns are. There are people who have national pride and country pride and that's what they live by look at afghanistan look at the middle east that's what they grew up on yes there are people who don't want that but yes there are also a lot of people who do we cannot change everybody in what they believe in in the governments involved we keep being told to believe that this is a democratic fucking government and you know you know they're becoming just like us well no you know what they do over there they sit there and they take their opposition and the people who don't believe in the media who sit there and write bad stuff about about the pre the sitting president Zelensky, and he sits there and he has them arrested. He bans media that that opposes uh, opposition media from from the country. He does everything that the United States actually does to their own people as well. This is why they are so friendly. They are doing the same things that essentially they do here. They impeach a president they disagree with, despite having no evidence of anything, and in spite of allowing their own their own side and their own people to do it themselves i.e. the first impeachment. The second impeachment was a bunch of bullshit. They sit there and they say that there was an, uh, an insurrection going on while they sit there and they fabricated a, quote, revolution in the Ukraine just a couple years prior. And they championed it and said it was a great thing that they did that, that they, they overthrew a government that they didn't agree with. But then over here, they put, put 700 plus people in jail for, for supposedly doing the same thing, which it wasn't even that anyway. And they shit on it. They, and they go after media and they tell you that they that you disagree with us, you're wrong. We're going to cut you off of social media so people can't read those articles about Hunter Biden and all that evidence has come out there. We're going to shit on Project Veritas and try to sue them even though they've no one's ever been successful in suing Project Veritas. All right, we're going to sit there and we're going to we're going to um, delete the President of the United States from Twitter for posting his opinion. We're going to sit there and say everything is false information behind a bunch of pro-democratic. Um, fact checkers to benefit us. We're going to sit there and say this, say this, this, and that. Now, you, the media, you know, so the, the key is the media is telling you this, and what you always got to realize is also a that. You got to look deeper. What are they hiding, and why are they saying this? When when Hillary Clinton makes uh, and people like her come out of the woodwork again to sit there and make their voices heard, you got to sit there and think because what we've learned over the years is that everything that the that the legacy media and the um, the Democrat sock pu puppets of media have done was deflect everything. Okay, so Trump doing asking for the investigation into Biden was a deflection from the fact that Biden actually did it. Okay. The idea that Hillary Clinton had come out the uh, the other day saying that, and uh, the rest of the media coming out saying that, oh, the Republicans are horrible, and Trump is praising Putin and this, this and that. No, there's admiration amongst, amongst people and tactics, but he actually said it was bad because they cut that quote out of the article, and they did not point out that he was saying that it was bad, and then he moved on to the next issue, okay?
He said it was a bad thing. Go listen to it yourself. But, you know, if you're brainwashed, you're probably not going to give a fuck. And you're going to take everything word for word. Just like if we should take everything word for word, we're going to take everything that Biden says word for word as well. Okay. Now, when when Hillary and the, and the people keep telling you this is what's going on and this is it, it's all set up to these midterms that are going on. It's all politically motivated in the, the midterms that are coming up. And they're going to keep bringing Trump into the, the this thing saying, oh, he sides with Putin and Putin's a bad person. So in turn, Trump's a bad person because of all the things going on. Ukraine's a wonderful thing, despite the fact that they do, because they do everything that, exactly the same that we do. They suppress their opposition, they suppress the media, and they suppress their people. But we're not going to tell you those details because we know you're not smart enough to go figure it out yourself. We're supposed to feel bad for these for, for their government and their country. I feel bad for the citizens, like I said. That's who I feel bad for. The innocent people who do not want to be involved in them. Okay? So when that occurs, you got to really start thinking more. It's like, okay, what are they deflecting from again? Now, let's think back to the whole four years of Russian collusion where Russia didn't benefited zero from Trump being in office, zero. They benefited nothing. They only they benefited from day one when Biden was in office, but they benefited nothing when Trump was in office. But there was Russian collusion. If we're gonna, if I want, I, I, I don't care. I've, I've always ignored it. The only Russian collusion proof that they had was that Russia was buying advertisements on Facebook. If you are getting your or being swayed in a political election based off of ads on Facebook or any social media, you're an idiot. That's what they, That's all they had for actual evidence of Russian collusion because Russia was buying ads in those Russian troll farms on tw- that go out on Twitter and all these other places and say these things. But if you want to look and you want to see what the media does, the media is a big, giant advertising platform for the Democratic Party. So if you want to look into actual real election interference, just simply look at the media and what they've done and the ads that they've bought and the sponsors they have. If they, You can play the game in reverse there, but they don't want it, you know, they don't think any of us are smart enough to figure that out. So if I'm going to go, <clears throat> go back to the idea of deflection, because everything that they have deflected has actually been what they were, the Democrats and people like Hillary Clinton have done themselves and deflected off of them and, and, and projected onto um, Trump and the Republican Party. Let's go back to the Russian collusion thing. If Russia was, and they're so sure that Russia was involved in the election in favor of Trump, what if they're right about the Russian collusion and the Russian interference in the election, but it was in favor of them? Russia wasn't doing any, we heard nothing from Russia for four years. Russia knew that they could be patient, just like the Afghanis were patient for 20 years. The Taliban, excuse me, was patient for 20 years. And then they ended up with a whole country and billions of dollars in weaponry. Russia, any any leader who has even an inkling of a brain and who's been waiting their whole life to do something and have nothing to lose are patient people. They've waited long. They can wait again and make their move. They may, maybe, and maybe they did interfere because they thought they could, because Trump wasn't nobody and they could thought they could strong arm and it didn't work. So maybe they interfered again, we'll say, in trying to get 
President Biden into office because they knew that they were weaker. They knew that in 2014, they did nothing when they went after Crimea after they said they were going to sit there and defend the Ukraine. This is months after they said they would defend the Ukraine. This is two decades after they, the, the, the whole EU in the United States said they were going to defend the Ukraine, and they didn't. They let them take it willy-nilly. It's all yours. No problem. Have it. Crimea is yours. The nukes are yours again. The naval base is yours. Black Sea, all yours. When he realized he couldn't do anything with Trump, he said, you know what? Let's get this other guy in office. Let's get the guy who was the vice president during an administration that allowed us to take Crimea and our nukes back. Let's get him in office. We'll be able to make our move then. What happened within hours of Biden being in office? They got their gas, their their oil, oil the oil pipeline back, and the United States lost theirs. They gained the business of the United States as the United States lost their energy, took away their own energy independence and gave billions of money to Russia. And what happened a year after that? Russia said, we're going to go after the rest of the Ukraine. And here we are today. Okay? And all at the same time, hidden in the news, the United States has been talking with Russia about still giving money to Iran. You're not going to find that in the news unless you're looking. Because the United States still, this administration, is involved with Iran. Those pallets of money going to Iran, of cash going to Iran, using our money, our taxpayer money, to fund terrorist attacks. Biden's part of that administration. Still in cahoots with Iran. So if you want to compare administrations real quickly and briefly, we have given money to Iran, China, Russia. We gave a whole country and billions of dollars of weapons to Afghanistan. And we have done nothing to support a country that we promised to support. All in a matter of a year and a month. Think about it. So that's the end of this podcast. I think I babbled enough. We are at an hour. Um, I appreciate you. This is our Chitty Opinion podcast. And um, don't forget, you can uh, always call and leave a, a text. or I mean, excuse me, call and leave a voicemail. Or you can always leave a text at 339-224-4341. Um, this is our Chitty Opinion podcast, triggering leftists one opinion at a time. I hope I gave you a little bit of information that went a little bit longer than I care for. It went twice as long. Um, but I hope I gave you enough information to kind of figure out what's going on. Think for yourself and come up with your own ideas and um, kind of look at the whole news story and social media a little bit differently. All right, until next time, folks. Talk to you later.